Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 121, Damn. and this is chapter one. We are now in February. Yeah. <laughs> love. The month of love. Yeah, the month of love. True love. <laughs> and this is chapter one in our foray into spoof horror. So we're doing it again. So uh, <laughs> this year, um, it's going to be fun. I just fun. had Kramer pop back in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you said spoof horror and immediately I thought about it. Yeah, fucking me. <laughs> so um, I think this year with, with the spoofs that we're doing, um, not all of them are just silly and just making fun of horror kind of to a sense. Some of them bring up some really cool ideas and different types of ways to look at a horror movie. And so I, I really like the word spoof this year because uh the second one that we're gonna watch is a legit like lampoons horror movie genuine it horror is. film yeah but it makes fun of them because it's like you know they understand we'll, we'll get there we'll get there. yeah but for chapter one we watched abbott abbott and costello meet frankenstein yes yep. and a wolfman we yep. sure did and dracula <laughs> yep and the invisible man <laughs> yes so this is the first movie in, in their several films where the duo, they meet everybody from Universal's like horror film stable. Uh, I didn't realize they met everybody. Oh, yeah. And so it's really cool. Um, they're hilarious. Uh, Abbott Costello, you know, the who's on first, just super joke that everyone at some <laughs> point in their life have heard or someone said it and, you know, some older person like, who's on first? But no, uh, this is the first movie I actually saw of them, like, all together. I've seen chunks of them, but this is the first movie I've saw of them. And I was like, this is amazing. Casello really is. Casello's fucking hilarious, you know. Luke Costello is fucking... But that's how it works, you know. You have the he's straight man. Yeah, you have the straight so, man's got to be serious. He's right. so quick. Yes. He so is, quick. He is really fucking quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, this movie <clears throat> is crazy funny. Um, but... It, it follows a lot of different movies in the same vein of like, you got the serious guy that never sees any of the weird shit, and you have the silly guy that sees it, and he's like, you're just making shit up. And he's like, why would I make that up? <laughs> and, so, and so it's him just that, that, freaking out. That reminds me of a... Uh, that reminds me of that 70s show episode where Kelso comes up with something, and, and he... and uh, um, Fez, Eric, no, um, Hyde... Hyde was like, that's the worst excuse I've ever heard. And he's like, exactly. Don't you think I would have come up with a better excuse than that? <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, but I've had moments like this. Me and Terrell have like seen weird, dumb stuff. And we tell Steve. Steve's like, y'all made that up. I'm like, why would we fucking make that up? And it's like, I don't know. Just just to piss me off. I'm like, no, we saw that weird thing. And he's like, I don't believe you. And we did. Because we have no reason to lie. <laughs> for nothing we're not gaining anything from lying to Steve like hey, hey you believed us you're dumb like no this is weird shit outside <laughs> I want to tell you Steve but no uh, this movie's great um, they bring back almost everybody that played their respective horror film counterpart so Larry Talbot that's our boy Lon Chaney from yeah. The Wolfman he came back it's good to see him it's you know been what a few years since The Wolfman uh, a couple seven yeah. years Mm-hmm. Seven years since then, and 
looks great. And so we get to see Dracula, and it's our boy Bella Lugosi. Looks the same. Like <laughs> he was old then, he's old now. So yeah. But unfortunately, Bella... that's not the that's not the Dracula we watched. No, we watched Nosferatu, but oh, but uh, he is... but he was in the, the first, original Dracula. Yeah, yeah, the first movie that was called Dracula. Yeah. was yeah. Bella Lugosi. But yeah, when people talk about Dracula, yeah. they're usually talking about Bela Lugosi. Yeah. But the Frankenstein that we saw was not <clears throat> Boris Karloff. Yeah. This Man. was... Um, he oh. refused to do it. He sure did. It's probably for the best. He was worn out and all that makeup and stuff. It was a lot on his body, so he was probably tired. Though I remember seeing that they had him pop up for the some of the trailers and just when they were showing he the movie it, off, yeah. he mm-hmm. promoted it like he was in it. He's like, hey, look at that movie. I'm pointing at the Check picture. Check it out. Everybody's like, holy shit, he's in it. And he's like, I'm not. I'm not in it. <laughs> I'm just like, doing the work. Yeah, so he, he asked him like, you know, get, you know, some money for it. But he's like, as long as I don't have to watch it. And they're like, deal. <laughs> we won't yeah. show you this. So uh, Glenn Strange got the job as Frankenstein. He did a few more too. Uh, I don't know. He was cool. Frankenstein. <laughs> so it's a stiff body. Yeah, uh, he didn't have very many words. So no, like, he just kind of sat grunted there and asleep. walked around. He was funny. But he actually got to talk. Master. Yeah. I mean, so there was that. Master. Yeah. yeah. So this movie is the second cheapest film by Universal in 1948 and became the second highest grossing film of the year. <laughs> Shit. Uh, everybody and their mom went to see this and it was great. Uh, Quentin Tarantino talks about this movie a lot and he says it's a big influence on him. To like blend genres because it's like comedy and horror and just mm-hmm. a lot Fantastic. of some drama and stuff. And he's like, Yeah, this is the movie. If you want to see how to like make shit work, like blending things, watch this movie. And that's it, the damn truth. It makes sense. This movie does a lot of things and they do it well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is, this is fucking great. <laughs> just thinking about it, like minutes in, we were already laughing. I was like, This yeah. is gonna be good. Yeah, I, like, I laughed so hard through <laughs> this whole film. <laughs> bell at the desk rings and then the phone rings answer the phone answer the bell well which one both he said both yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, it's oh man it's amazing so uh like always we'll get into the movie and we'll talk about everything and then we'll do favorite least favorite and go down the line like always so so abbott and costello they're not Abbott and Costello. I realize they have different names in all their movies. They should just be Abbott and Costello. In this Costello. one, in this oh, one, in the next one, they are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Good. Meet I, the Invisible Man. It was weird they in this one when he was like, Chick and Wilbur. I was like, just call your real right? names, man. That's what everybody wants. <laughs> right. That's how we know you. <laughs> and so, uh, Chick Young and Wilbur Gray. Ooh, I wouldn't mind getting that collection. That's so cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chick Young, Wilbur Gray, they're baggage clerks at a rural railway station. They get a call from one Larry Talbot. Oh, that's Wolfman. <laughs> and so Wolfman's warning them that there's a shipment coming, and it's going to be McDougal's House of Horrors, and he's trying to warn them about it. And before he finishes, the moon the moon hits, and he turns to a werewolf. And he's, I think he says, like, what? He's like, why, why'd you put your dog on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> just hears barking and growling. Yeah, it just sounded like a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> Why would you call a man just to put your dog on the phone? Yeah. And so uh, McDougal comes down and he tells him that he wants the crates personally delivered. And at this point, we see that Wilbur Gray, uh, he is the heavyset one of the group, the funny one. Uh, he's already got 
one girlfriend, and I'm like, wow, she looks amazing, but that's that's how comedies work. The, well, I love that he turns around and gets off the phone, and the guy standing there is the guy who actually ordered it to go to his... Yeah. McDougal, <laughs> McDougal, yeah. It's McDougal, and he's like, what? I just got off the phone with you. How'd you get here so fast? What, they fire you out of cannon? Yeah. <clears throat> How'd you get here from London? Yeah, but uh, it, it's great. And so, uh, Chick and Wilbur, they deliver the crates after hours, and so... Uh, like I said, Chick's the serious one, so he doesn't believe any of this shit. Anytime something weird happens, he's like, "Die, you, you, you knucklehead! You didn't see anything." <laughs> and so Wilbur opens uh, one of the first crates, and it's got a coffin in it. And he's like, "Oh, that's really weird." And the coffin opens, and it's not a quiet open. It like groans every time he opens it. Freaks, it. yeah. And so Dracula hops out of the coffin like multiple times to do bad stuff or try to do some bad stuff. And every time, like. They look in the coffin. He doesn't see anything. He's like, it got out. It got out. And he's like, what are you talking about? And, you know, it's... I like the first time he pops up, he like looks at him and goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing. So Wilbur's freaking out because the coffin's empty sometimes. Sometimes there's a thing in there looking at him, moving. And so he's losing his mind. He gets hypnotized by Dracula because he's just seen a little <laughs> too much at this point. And so Dracula gets up and gets the monster frankenstein's monster going because mcdougall has this whole setup and he's got like hey i found frankenstein's monster i got like the remains of dracula like the first vampire is gonna be awesome and so he's i got gonna, all these books i got all this weird shit it's yeah. gonna be awesome and so dracula grabs the uh frankenstein's monster and scoots off and so chick and wilbur are accused of stealing the stuff even though they stayed there and i'm like i wouldn't stay if i stole a fucking corpse i'm not gonna stay there He's when like, he's standing there trying to point, he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to call the police. He goes, I'll do you one better. Police! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's so great. So uh, you find out there's a doctor, and she is in cahoots with Dracula. And so... Um, it's Dr. Sandra. Who Mornay? Is, uh-huh, yeah. Mornay, who is Lou's... Yes. Costello's lady of the evening. Wilbur's girlfriend. Yeah, so uh, Wilbur's girlfriend has a plan because they want to put a new brain into Frankenstein's body. Frankenstein Monster's body. I'm just going to Frankenstein. Frankenstein's body so he'll be able to listen to Dracula and be subservient. And so he's like, I have the best brain for you. And so (laughs) we'll get him here very soon. I'm like, oh, Wilbur, no. (laughs) And so Joan Raymond, she bails the boys out of jail. And she is an undercover insurance investigator because she's like, they stole stuff from that guy. I'm going to find him. So I'm going to get in with the chunky one and, right. and, and, and He'll tell flirt with him. Yeah. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and so now Wilbur has two beautiful ladies just vying for his attention. And Chick's just like, what the hell are you doing that I <laughs> am not doing? Hey, guy, you want to share? <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, Wilbur invites Joan to a masquerade ball that evening and also invites Dr. Sandra. And so both of them are coming. And so Talbot, John Talbot makes it all the way from, what was it, England? London? London. Yeah. Makes it all the way from London because he's like, hey, it's, it's you guys. He's like, we need to, you know, we got to stop Dracula. And so he knows what's happening. He's like, we got to take care of this problem. And they, Wilbur kind of believes him, but then at some points he's like, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and Chick... It yeah. turned from you're crazy to you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so Talbot tells him, he's like, oh no, the moon's about to come out. You got to lock this door, lock me in, and just I'll, I'll meet you the next morning. And so 
Uh, there's a couple of scenes where Wilbur goes in because he sees some apples on the table and he's like, he forgets his suitcase. Yeah, he he's like, I'm gonna grab, apple. I'm gonna grab an apple. <laughs> and he writes him a note and you know, he's like, oh, he must have hopped out. Maybe he counted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. And the Wolfman's like creeping up behind him. Wilbur's so close to death this whole movie. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so he thinks want him dead so bad. It's so, you know, John Talbot, this whole movie, John Talbot is just being distracted by the fact that he turns to a wolf like every five minutes. And mm-hmm. so he, he wants to save the day, but he just cannot help it. It's so... They get to Sandra's castle. That's so creepy. If my Katie, if you had a castle, if we were dating, you'd be like, hey, come over to my castle. We'll have a party. I'm like, why do you have a castle? If I had a castle, it'd be dope as fuck. So you'd enjoy being there. Yeah, and then I'd get my brain scooped out. Why would it be a creepy castle? Why would I have a creepy castle? She said before she scooped my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, believe me. She has an ice cream scoop. Give me the brains. <laughs> Why would I scoop your brains out to put you in some ugly ass monster? That's a good question. How is that advantageous to me, your <laughs> wife? No, <laughs> oh, we're dating in this world. Whatever. Okay. Why the fuck would I want to date a creepy ass looking monster that's seven feet tall and can't talk when I have you already? Oh, thank you. That's stupid. <laughs> Sandra was stupid. Why don't you go look at yourself in the mirror? Why would I? <laughs> Why would I it? do that to myself? Sandra, Sandra's playing herself. She was just. Hold she, on, hold on. Get over here, get over she's here. She's a bitch. I want to see you in the light. <laughs> let, me, let me look at you. And so, uh, Sandra and Joan, they discover that both of them are not there for Wilbur. And so, well, like, she realizes that Joan's an insurance agent. And then Joan realizes that Sandra is... A creepy lady. Yeah, a doctor. The doctor. Yeah, she found, like... Doing the Frankenstein. Frankenstein's the life notebook. and death science, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, Dr. What, Lejos? Yep, Lejos. Is Dracula's cool ass, like, what, pseudonym? Or yeah. yeah. His cool little name. And well, so. I can't very well come in here saying Count Dracula. That's scaring actually, the locals. That's actually reasonable. I'm mm-hmm. surprised that he didn't just come in and just say, fuck it, I'm Dracula. He's just like, no, I'm Dr. Lejos. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Professor Stevens, he's working there at the castle also, and he doesn't know anything. He's a dummy. And so... Yeah, the cute dumb guy. That's his job. Yeah. <laughs> and so they attend the ball, and it's like a masquerade thing. I remember Katie was going to be pissed because she thought... It was thought, a costume party. Yeah. And so Katie was pissed because she thought that the boys oh, weren't going to actually dress up. I was still mad. Because the girls... Even after they dressed up, I was still fucking mad about it. Right. At least they Sexism. tried to dress up. Yes. At least they didn't just put a mask on. They're like, hey, hey, let's go. I mean, they kind of did. They had a, one of them had a wolf mask, I thought. Yeah, he did. On top of his regular ass suit. Hey, it could have been worse. Trash. <laughs> Trash. He could have worn fucking his train depot outfit and it would have still counted as a costume. Fucking double standards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're telling me that both of these hot ass females had to change yeah, their entire outfits into these fancy ass ball gowns. Including, but not limited to, changing their makeup and their hair and mm-hmm. their shoes and their girdles and everything else that goes in to getting pretty. And all those motherfuckers had to do was show up to that party and put on wolf masks. <laughs> That's a lot. They didn't even change their fucking suits. They went in the suits that they wore to work, to the castle, to that party... And only put on fucking masks. But one of them put on Dracula robe. I don't give a fuck. Some bullshit. <laughs> he 
Yeah. If I'm going to go all out on costumes, then you better fucking go all out too or we fighting. The end. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> I agree. Oh, uh, quick aside. So last night I came into the uh, the bedroom and I was just like skipping or singing a song. And Katie said to me, she turned in bed. She was still awake. It was like midnight. She's like, if I was sleeping, you woke me up like that. I got up and punched you. <laughs> gamble i didn't know she was awake or not i just came in he was so <laughs> fucking loud too like it wasn't just like la, 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 la. i'm singing this song i was like oh my god it's an anime opening and i'm gonna yell it down the hall it's like bitch shut the fuck up i was, sk- I was skipping too so. <laughs> he was so loud yeah so at this masquerade ball our boy john talbot's still there once again turns to a wolf bites a guy right <laughs> yep. so he's out there saying like that dude's dracula he's pointing straight at him just like that's fucking dracula everybody <laughs> and they're like that's not dracula get out of here get so no one takes here. him seriously uh this part of the movie is just a lot of running around wilbur and seeing bad things and chick not seeing the bad things and then wilbur freaking out getting hypnotized not hypnotized <laughs> there is uh one of the best scenes in this movie uh, he there's a hidden door, <laughs> hidden, hidden wall, and he's sitting in Frankenstein's lap. And so they did that scene multiple times, and it was every time was different. And so uh, Frankenstein would would crack up because he would do something different every time to him mm-hmm. while he sat in his lap. I wish someone could just record all of the different ways. Right. He just sat in his lap. I bet it was just hilarious, but. And so they're running around and stuff, and so Wilbur actually gets grabbed, and they're like, we're scooping your brain out, man. This is happening. So John, was John there? John and Chick make it back to the castle, mm-hmm. and so Wilbur gets freed from his hypnotism, because it seems like it catches him sometimes, and he breaks out real easy. And so Frankenstein's out here chunking women out of windows. Fra- he straight up <laughs> yeeted that lady. He's like, yeet. This chick is empty. Yeet. <laughs> and so yep. they, they do this Scooby-Doo run around situation. Like yeah, every do. door has just got a different person. And so uh, Dracula <laughs> says, fuck this, man. This is too much. Tries to scoot away as a bat. And our boy John Talbot, because he's turned to a wolf for the 20th time in this movie at this point, <laughs> grabs him. Jumps out the window with him, and they both fall to their deaths. Quotation mark. <laughs> and so Chick Stevens, Joan, and Wilbur they get out on a boat, and so um, they see Frankenstein on like the pier thingy, and then Stevens just like puts fucking gasoline everywhere and lights it up, and so monsters dead I guess. Right. Burnt him to fucking pieces. And so they're in the boat, and Chick's like, man. That was wild as hell. And he's like, I told you, man. I've been seeing these things for forever. Ooh. And so he's like, well, we don't have anything to worry about anymore. We're good. All those things are gone. And then we hear a voice. It is actually, what is his name? Vincent Price. Katie was like, that name was very familiar. The voice. The voice. I was like, yeah. I know that voice. So Vincent yeah. Price. <laughs> I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so the visible man tells him like, like, I forgot what he says to him, 
There's nothing to worry about now. Yeah, he's like, you don't have anything to worry about. And he goes, well, who is that? Well, he goes, said, I'm the invisible man. <laughs> well, they said something about this being their last adventure or something. And then he chimes in and he's like, well, that's unfortunate because I was hoping to get in on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they hop out of the boat and swim just And he lights terror. a fucking cigarette. He's busting up laughing and there's just a cigarette and a puff of smoke. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this movie is awesome. It's funny. Uh you don't see this many Universal Monsters together until Van Helsing. Yeah. So, what was that, 2004 or 5? Or yeah, something? It's like been four. decades since then. It's cool. It's cool. And they found a way to get everybody in and have a reasonable storyline in it. Mm-hmm. It's not just like Frankenstein there for five minutes. At least he was there around doing something. You know, we got to see Talbot trying his best to be a hero it just keeps turning into a wolf and just messing up plans and stuff it was really cool this, this was a really like <laughs> awesome idea and so i'm glad that they did more i gotta check out all the other ones yeah i'm They're really great. confused by the wolfman's like plot does the moon just continually turn him into a wolf like every night it depends is it on not, the movie <laughs> is it not the full moon is it just any moon because in this movie he was literally a wolf for like Four nights in a row. Because the night he was still yeah. in England, then he came to America that first night and turned into a wolf and they locked him in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Then the, the next night when they got out and were running around that like fair thing, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, it, like I said, it depends on the version, but some of them it's just, if there's enough moonlight... Yeah. It, it'll catch Because that, that first one, when like the movie The Wolfman, it was only like once or twice a year. Yeah. Because it was when the the wolf, wolf vein, wolf vine. Wolf, wolf's vein? Wolf's, wolf's vein yeah. blooms. flower bloomed, which yeah. is once or twice a year. So, and the full moon. Yeah, it was like a yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So it, it just depends. And sometimes they need more wolves. So they're like, man, you turn all the time. Fuck it. Yeah, there was a lot of wolf man in this. <laughs> is there a little bit of moon out? Yeah, you turn to a wolf, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, but this movie's great. Okay, so what was everybody's favorite character in Abba Costello meet Frankenstein? Katie. Uh, Wilbur, played mm-hmm. by Luke Costello. Yeah, shit. <laughs> he was the funniest motherfucker. Like, this this would not have been a funny movie without him. No. He's the only one who was bringing the humor. Like, everyone else was playing off and feeding into his hilarity. He was very much the Chris Farley of this story. Definitely. And... Uh, Abbott was like the David Spade, just like the straight guy who would like play into the dumb shit that the other guy yeah. was doing. Um, but Luke Costello fucking crushed it, and this Big movie time. was so good with him. <laughs> like he had me laughing the entire film. Yeah, Emma. Uh, congratulations, I concur, Micah. <laughs> yeah, this one's probably gonna be a unanimous pick. I mean, that's. One might say a universal pick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I am, bitch. <laughs> Doesn't lap around the kitchen since by now. Uh, no, no shit. Wilbur is awesome. Uh, I have a honorable mention. Uh, I actually like Larry Talbot. He was trying his best to save the day. Oh, he shit. just kept turning into a fucking no, werewolf. Larry Talbot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The wolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he was. Really trying his best. Okay, well, this is where I'm going to go into my least favorite. Larry Talbot was my least oh, favorite. Oh, he didn't like him. He's so needy. <laughs> yeah, he, he needed everybody else to lock him in a room. He couldn't do it himself. Well, I guess it was. He'd know how to do it. He open the door. 
Yeah. He could, you know, if he had the key there, he can't turn a handle. He can't turn a key. Like, true. He would just seemed so needy and, and like, couldn't figure out, like, if this was seven years. So, I mean, I know in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter in movie movie time. But if he's been the Wolfman for this long, you'd think he'd figure out a system. Yeah. He and then at the figured end, out London's and then system. At the other, and then at the end, they're like, why don't you pay for a handler? It's like, oh. I guess I could have just done that, couldn't I? (laughs) Instead of running around and just hoping that these people will help me. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, he didn't really fit the plot all that much, except for he kept showing up and causing hygiene. Yeah, Yeah. he was messing things up, honestly. He was trying to fix things because he knew that the two of them together would be bad. He knew that Frankenstein and Dracula being together would be bad. Yeah. How he knew that? I don't know. But somehow he did, and he was trying to fix it. You know what? This reminds me. Oh, well, I can't remember what the reference is, but there was some show or movie or something that were, that uh, this girl comes in and basically tells all her friends, like, I want you to think about this. Indiana Jones meant nothing to the plot of Indiana Jones. If oh, he hadn't no, been there, the was, story still would have happened. That was Big Bang Theory. Was that it Big was Bang Amy Theory? telling oh, Sheldon, okay. oh, and then yeah. Sheldon got for an Sheldon, episode yeah, she breaks Sheldon's brain. I mean, it's true. And then they all sit there, like thinking about it, analyzing it, going, "Like, wait a minute, no, we got to find a retort to this." Yeah, because yeah. Sheldon pissed off Amy, and she goes, "Fine, if you're going to be that way, then Indiana Jones meant nothing but, to any of the Indiana Jones." Movies. Yeah, the Wolfman was necessary in this because he was what was convincing anyone, I mean, Dracula, yeah. anyone to to not let them be together. Yeah. But if if he hadn't shown up or warned anyone or tried to warn anyone and tried to stop anything, yeah. it would have just happened. Like, Wilbur would have got his brain taken out and put into the new Frankenstein, and then Dracula would have controlled Wilbur Frankenstein, and <laughs> who knows what kind of crazy, dangerous shit would have happened. Frankenberg! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wilberstein. Exactly. <laughs> well, it would be Dracula's monster, I guess, at that point. Uh, my least favorite uh it was weird dracula i didn't really dig him in this movie it was odd he did a lot of just like just right wiggly Ooh. shit just like eh. look, look it's pandemic he was socially distancing right his, Putting his facial eyebrows put in a lot of work though I'll yeah, tell you that. he got real fix. confused by wilbur's hijinks and he was like the fuck is this dude and his eyebrows were like eh? right if somebody tells me look deep into my eyes like nah i'm good I'm gonna keep keep looking over here. Deeper. I think I've gone deep enough. I don't want to look anymore. (laughs) But no, I I didn't really dig Dracula in this movie. It was weird. Uh, Emma. Sandra. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, duh. They're trying to trick our boy, but I get that she needed something for an experiment, but don't fuck with somebody's heart just to get some shit. Like that. She was also just garbage. I, I did not like her at all. No, she got hers. She got tossed out a window. What well, she sure fucking did. <laughs> and Frankenstein said, "Get out of here." His ass was like, "Hmm, I wonder if this two-pound lady can break this window. Let's find out." All right. <laughs> Free brains, kid. On tonight's episode of Will It Break? Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, Sandra all the way, or Sandra all the way. She was trash in this film, like. Using toying with someone for your own gain is just bullshit. Mm. Yeah, don't be fake. Hmm. She was poopy. Yeah. 
Okay, so let us do seven word synopsis. Only came up with one because I was actually enjoying the movie. Same, I was. So I didn't just like freeze up and just come up with some. <laughs> uh, my first one is last first and last one is Wilbur gets all of the hot ladies. That was he sure that was did. one thing that just hit me. I was like, dang man, good job, yeah. Wilbur. <laughs> As it I mean, turns out, somebody's got his prom dates covered. Well, they didn't end up really liking him, but right. when you think that he's actually good at women. You're like, oh, well, clearly ladies like a comedian because he's not anything fancy to look at. He's just like the funny dude. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Katie. Costello might be the funniest person ever. Accurate. (laughs) Hardcore. I'm going to have to agree. (laughs) I don't think think any one person has ever made me laugh as much in a film ever. Yeah. Uh, Every comedy I've ever watched, it's always... A combination of people that require, mm-hmm. that make the jokes, like, mm-hmm. they make the whole film's jokes flow. But honestly, like, he didn't need Abbott in mm-hmm. this film, I think. Him alone, just <laughs> acting Sandra ridiculous, like, would have been hilarious. Junior. It was Sandra. all funny. He was so good. <laughs> all right, Emma. 100% agree. Or actually, Micah. Let's do Micah first, because I know okay, Emma's got, I, like, I just, 18. I just have one. Um... And it was uh, in the the scene where uh, he had just been brainwashed by Dracula, and he was standing there, and he had just come out of it as he's waking up Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, and he's like, "Oh, better go back to where it was." And Frankenstein's monster gets super close and like goes, "Oh!" Gets super scared of him, and then Dracula goes, "Don't be afraid. He won't hurt you." <laughs> I was thinking that, so when he broke out and was saw them doing stuff, I was like, I would just go back sniff again. And he did it. I was like, that was the smartest thing he could have did. Instead <laughs> right? of screaming and running off and getting killed. Just, oh, shit. Chick! Chick! <laughs> okay, so what was your seven words? Because it was just like, don't a... be afraid, he won't hurt you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, it was a plot synopsis, but. It sure was. <laughs> I was gone for a minute. And scene. (laughs) So mine are, this kind of humor is my wheelhouse. Mm, Yeah. Agreed. And then every time Costello screams chick, cue asthmatic laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Because it just kills me. And then I've got a date to Monster's Ball. And then my uh, alliterative is, look, laughable lummox learns legends lurk largely. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. You What's funny is me so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, when he was yelling chick, Jackson started yelling chick. He did. <laughs> Jackson like reached over and paused the game he was playing and he goes, Chick, chick, chick. <laughs> what a, does chick do? That's adorable. I said he's fighting Frankenstein. He goes, Don't fight. Chick <laughs> <laughs> That's the right That's answer, because you're not going to win that fight. Nay. <laughs> so, this movie came out June 15th, 1948. Good Lord. What do you cool cats and kittens think the budget <clears throat> for Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein? Katie. Mm, that was low. I'm going to say 500000 500. Emma. I'm going to go with one tiger short of a king. So, we'll go... Two hundred and fifteen thousand. Dollar, dollar Micah. Six hundred and seventy-five. 
<laughs> I originally had a hundred thousand, and then I like thought about it while we were talking, and realized how many just absolutely incredible famous actors were in this yeah. film from the time. And <laughs> I was like, well, fuck, was just well, it can't, it can't be a hundred thousand. Right? Like that was way too low. <laughs> in my brain, I was like, ooh, yeah. gotta change it up it a lot. That budget was ridiculous just to pay people. Yeah, because Abbott and Costello were already incredibly famous at this oh, point. Oh, big time. Mm. So. Yeah. Okay. So, Katie, what do you think the box office for this movie was? Mm, Two point five dollar dues. Two point five. Emma. Seven point eight. Seven point eight. Micah. Uh, four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Retail price for Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Three point two dollar dues. Yo, Katie. Katie. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. This movie made crazy money. That's sure a lot did. of fucking money. Yeah. Three point two million bucks back then. Uh, kudos. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But I mean, it makes sense. Abba Costello. They were big like names. Four times their budget. Well, That's and a... this was just post World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. And they were. Everywhere in World War Two, yeah, they were all over. They did all the GI shows. They were everywhere. That's so true, anybody yeah. that came home that saw them was like, "Fuck, well, we're going to the movies." Yeah, yeah. I guess that'd be like Kevin Hart and The Rock now because <laughs> well, they do a exactly. ton of movies together. So they're like, "Exactly, oh, those are great." Well, and it's it's like White Christmas when White Christmas came out. Bob Hope was all over. Every GI stage, oh, yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that reminded me. When we were watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I turned to Katie. I was like, "We need to watch a Road Two movie because uh, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I watched when I was younger, and oh, not yes. Abbott Costello. They're hilarious. They they broke the fourth wall way back in the day. And oh, like, so many times. They're like they're looking straight at the camera, talking to us. I'm like, dang, is that are they like the first ones to do that? Because right. like a weird thing to do back then. <laughs> but I watched those. I don't know if they met any scary people, but. I just remember they were like in Morocco. Yeah. But those movies are great. But no, this movie is awesome. If you have a chance, please check this movie out. Uh, it is hilarious. I had a great time with it. Katie had an amazing time. Like we we enjoyed this. It was damn good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have any other cool fun facts about Abbott and Costello, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at. Allentownpresents. <laughs> so uh, if this is your first episode, welcome. Uh, there, This is a good one. This is a good movie. Or you can go back and listen to the 120 scary movies that we've done Dang. already. Or yeah. go back and listen to the hundreds of just stuff that we've done. We do a lot of things here. So, Or if you've been here since the beginning, what up, Guido? We're still making episodes, but. Uh, thank you. So for Katie, for Emma, for Micah, like, thank you for listening. This is really fun. We love doing this. Uh, this month is really fun to us. Like, you know, like how Micah and I love, like, just torture porn and body horror kind of stuff. And the girls are like, yeah. Uh, spoof horror, everybody's just like, yeah. This, this is the fun one for everybody. You know, later on, we'll get to the weird shit and, and, you know, zombies and shark week and stuff. But I love, like, the funny angle of horror it's, it's some oh, of the yeah. good stuff because and like you know like we're starting to learn now in this new decade of horror is 
funny people make really good horror movies like Get Out and Us and the new Halloween one. Yeah. So it's it's cool that comedians can make a great horror movie. So uh, like always, thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very soon with another episode. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Toots. Boy, is this kid lost. <laughs>